Um, I say, I mean, he doesn't appear. I've been inviting him on for ages, Linda, and he won't come on the platform. No, he needs to go do a winkle check. Because he, 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 yeah. So anyway, I went up to the, I, I, I was, I spoke, at that stage there were only um, two people that I'd positioned up on the stage, um, and Tani was up on the stage, and I didn't notice anyone else because my position was in no man's land. Because yeah. I was, you know, God knows why I did that. But I kept that whole buffer zone completely empty and I continued to ring the police. Now, I was aware that it was... I, I, was, I knew those fences were going to hold nothing. And I was begging, sending begging messages saying, we need you to come down here and calm this. We need help. I'm afraid. But I wasn't about to leave those women, so I stayed there. I subsequently, when the fences came down, the first one of the first fences around the side, um, a man assaulted me when I said, please, I was polite. Mm. I said, please, can you step off the fence? He stepped forward. He towered over me. I mean, I could only, I, I, my head, my face was in his chest. He physically pushed me. He pushed me so hard I was airborne. He stood on my foot and then I turned my back on him and backed up to him because he was pushing me up towards the stage and I was stepping him backwards. Um, I ripped his mask off. He threw me three times in the air and then my husband turned up and got between me and him. And at that point I ran around and out through the crowd and probably no one noticed who I was because everyone else had orange jackets on and I had a pink one on. And so, and I'm little, and I can run under people's legs and no one even notices. And I ran back to Sergeant Sean Richardson, and I said, by that stage, Kelly J was on the stage. It was, it was obvious to me that these women were trapped. Um, the fences were down. We were outnumbered 100 to 1, um, and no one could get out. They were just trapped. They were just pushing people back. I ran up to Sean Richardson and I said, can you come and help us? There are women getting hurt in there. Kelly's getting is trapped in there. No one can get out. He said to me, we are not here to protect you. Can you just say that again? So, so you go to the Sergeant Richardson, Sean Richardson. Yes. You yes. say women are trapped, people are getting hurt, and his response was... We're not here to protect you, that's not our job. And he stood over me, he's easy 6'2". Look, 10-year-olds stand over me. He just looked, he looked down at me and said that he looked straight ahead and he, after he delivered that, he looked straight ahead and he um, ignored me. And every police officer that I interacted with, so I ran, oh, I'm going to take a step back, sorry. It's all right. First I ran out to a police van that was parked on Princess Street, full yeah. of police officers, and I banged on the window, because I didn't see Sergeant Richardson initially, but that conversation happened after the police van. I ran to the police van, tapped on the window. The police officer had a phone in his hand. I know, he's playing some game on his phone. Fuck if I know. And I said, you need to get out of your van. You need to get here. We need your help. He wound his window back up. And he, I don't know. So then I, I ran across 
to Sean Richardson. He said he wouldn't help. I ran across to another, and they said they wouldn't help. If you want to get out, but we're not going to come in and protect you. And at that point, I realised not only were the police not... The, the police were standing down, but that we were on our own, that Kelly J was up on the stage, my women were trapped. And so I ran back around the back of the Bandersund, uh, and I pushed through the protesters on the um, art gallery side, and I made my, I got to the Bandersund. There was a woman at the bottom, an elderly woman, she had two boots on her feet, you know, those orthopedic boots. She had two walking sticks, and she was, jammed up on the rocks and the banjo and at the base and she was there was a man there trying to help her up so i my instinct was maybe if i get her up on the banjo at least then she won't be squashed so i helped her up onto the banjo then i walked between one of our one of the private security and kelly J, and i walked around behind the fence that was up on the rotunda that i put up with my banner saying let women speak and as I walked around there, I realised that I was confronted again with all the chant protesters. They were up on the stage. And they were there because they were trying to get to Kelly J and they were trying to throw the fence forward on top of where Kelly J was standing and where the women were. So I stepped in front of... So I'm behind the fence. You can't see me because there's a banner. And I stepped in front of the fence. I put my hands on the fence and I spread myself like a starfish to try and protect this fence from being used as a weapon. They reached up over the top of me and they reached up and grabbed the banner because they couldn't see through So that, and they pulled the banner down at which point I reached up and I wrapped it up in my arms like you would if you wrapped yourself in a bed sheet at night on a bad night and then six of them threw me around the banjo tongue because I wouldn't let it go like a rag doll, like literally threw me around. I was just tossed all over. I was spat at, I was yelled at. There was a man there with a whistle in his mouth and he was just blowing his whistle. There were, they had hold of my arms, they had hold of me and, and the, um, the banner that was wrapped in my arms and they threw me around. And in amongst that, Two men stepped in and they, re- they managed to release me. I stepped back towards the fence and I was standing at the end of the fence holding my cloth and then they surged back and grabbed me a second time and threw me around a second time. The TVNZ crew was standing on the seats to the left of me filming Kelly J be pulled away because while this was happening was when Kelly J yeah. was escorted yeah. down the steps. So they had the camera on then. I, I, when they threw me the first time, I stepped back and I reached out and I touched the leg of the cameraman, the man holding the camera, and I, I was indicating to get this on film. He looked at me, he touched his earphones, and, and he indicated, I can't hear you. And then turned the camera back to the counter-protesters, and then I got attacked a second time. Then I'm standing there, the, I got, I got, I didn't get away. There were some angels there looking after me. I'm standing at the end of the fence and I'm thinking, I actually don't know what to do now. I'm just standing there surrounded by these men and handmaidens that were there 
to hurt people, towering over me, intimidating me, yelling at me, and I'm stuck on the banditon and there's not a policeman anywhere. All the security is on with Kelly J. They had left with her. And the fence, they managed to pull one end of the fence out of the concrete foot. And I linked my fingernails through the fence and I was hanging on the end of it, trying to weight the end so they couldn't lift it up. And then then a man leaned down to me and he said, would you like, very quietly said, would you like me to put that foot back into the, into the base? And I said, yes, please. And he did that. And then I got a tap on the shoulder by another angel man who said, just, I'll, I'll get you out. Just give me a moment. And then he led me out um, through, straight out through the back because all the energy at that point had gone over to one side. Not all the energy, but it was focusing on Sally J. And he walked me out. As soon as I was out, I ran over to Sergeant Mitchell again. And I was very angry. This is Sergeant Sean Richardson. It ignored oh, you Sean earlier. Richardson. Yes. And what did he say? What did you say to him? I'm not. He, I said, "How can you, as a as a son, a father, and a husband, stand and watch these women get hurt? Shame on you! What did he Shame say? Shame on you! What was his response? Now I'm. I. I well, his party line and pretty much the only thing he ever said to me was, we're not here to protect you. I'm, and, and that we're formulating a plan. And that, at that time is when there are images you can see, you know, these police officers in lines, but they're not moving. They yeah. never went in. They never went in. No, they didn't. They waited on the road not and they were... 100%, not even when Kelly J was gone and there were New Zealand women. There were elderly women. There were children in there. Yeah. They never lifted their hands. They never yeah. did anything. Linda, this they is so. Down. This is so. And can I just say thank you for telling your story? Um, well, I've been afraid to tell my story because um, I ha- I've never had any interaction with the police before in my entire life. I've had one speeding ticket. Um, and I'm, I've had my license since I was 15 years old. And I had thought the police were there to protect me. And now I think I might just have to join another, join a gang that will protect me, because they're not. They're not. They didn't care. Um, they, less than they didn't care. Less than they didn't care. They were complicit. They, at any point, they could have said, we didn't, they, to me, because I had a direct line of communication that they were using right up until Friday. They had my number. They knew who I was. And at any point before the fences got knocked down, they could have said, we cannot keep you safe. We are telling you we're calling this. All right. And we would have, we could have, Kelly J could have driven on and we would have dispersed yeah. our 200 people. Yeah. 
and Linda, everyone Linda, got away. This, uh, that is probably the single most compelling narrative, and I've heard bits of this narrative. I've watched bits of this narrative since Saturday. Um, and I hope this has an impact. This is kind of what I've been banging on about to Mark Mitchell. There's been a massive failure here of our police force. No one seems prepared to take responsibility. I, I want to ask you, uh, have you filed any complaints with the Independent Police Complaints Authority? I have no faith in them. OK, well, well I, what I'm going to say, unless in 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 someone complains, this just becomes a story that fades into history, Linda. The women, the women that organised this have complained. Good. Their, their complaint is in. But for me personally, I'm an independent... I'm just a woman. Yeah. I'm not... I belong to no group. Yeah, but hang on, I'm Linda. You were kind of involved. You were the police liaison. Yes, but I did that as, as in a voluntary... Um, yeah. Because I was. And, and... Yes, I was. But I don't yeah. feel... I, I'm, I'm speaking to you now as me. Yeah. And I spoke to them... Uh, and I've got an email from another sergeant mm. who, that I've got me, I've got emails from the sergeant above the sergeant on the ground, and that was the person that I spoke to first. And who was that? <laughs> You're never going to believe this. Another Sean. What was his name? Gosh, that's Sean's. We're giving Sean's a bad name. Sean Midgley. Sean Midgley. Sergeant yeah. Sean Midgley. Linda, thank you for this. We are not going to let this story rest. I thank you for taking the time to talk with us today. I, just before and, you go, I yeah. just want to say I have filed a, um, a, a statement with the police on Monday, but only after I made a protest with my flag out here at Pukatoe yeah. and someone called the police. And ironically, the police turned up not to take my statement because they were concerned for my safety. Hang in there, Linda. You're a brave woman. I thank you for your call very much indeed. Okay, thank you. Cheers. Uh, okay, we're going to have to digest that. Meantime, while that is going on, while they were never competitors, apparently there's uh, a talkback radio station that's just gone... It's yesterday again. Um, I will have to find out what went on there. It doesn't affect anything we do on the platform. We're real talkback. Um... We are honest conversations. We are not funded by the government. We don't have an agenda except the truth and except your opinions. So there you go. Um, look, some of you I know said, oh, shut it down. Linda's had enough. I think that narrative in itself, don't you, Ben? That was... I mean, that's amazing. We're not here to protect you. Well, you bloody are, eh, if you're a policeman, Ben. That's their yeah, job. We've seen no shortage of stories um, like that over the past couple of days, and we still can't get anything out of the police at the moment. Yeah, you've been trying, eh? You've been going I've been to sending, police headquarters. Um, uh, yeah, sending me emails to their media team. And, and to be fair, there's, an on, I suppose, an ongoing investigation, but, um, you know, when you have people like Eli Rubashkin tweeting about uh, Lawrence out for their arrest, you'd expect yeah. that that information is publicly available anyway. Yeah, um, and Kelly J did say she would uh, press charges this morning. Hey, look, we're just going to have a little break um, and catch our breath. What a morning it's been. Martin Devlin.
Untamed. We learned that the Warriors have shown enough in these first four games of the 2023 season to say that last year, the year before, and the one before that are all gone. Can I go too early? This is a different Warriors side. You can see it. It's real. It's visible. The fitness level is different. The determination is clearly different. The commitment on defence is palpably different. Last year, the Warriors would have lost that game against the Bulldogs. I've no doubt about that and probably would have dropped the one to North Queensland as well. Is Andrew Webster the second coming of Ivan Cleary? Because there hasn't been so much goodwill, good vibe and positivity around the club since Ivan left. Webster has made a huge difference. He calls it simply adding start and adding resilience. But... What he has bought is obvious, real, and very significant. It's only sport with Martin Devlin untamed. Only on the platform. Um, all right, Steve, you've sent me a text. Uh, I've got nothing to explain. People are, are happy to go on. Oh, look, I think we've seen today what happens to people who don't practice good broadcasting. And there's an old saying, go woke, go broke. And apart from that, I do want to reach out for, to all my friends and former colleagues at another organisation and say, I hope as individuals you are doing OK and you are not being mistreated. And you guys know who you are. If you want to come and work on a real radio station, you've all got my number. You want to come and do some real journalism, you know where to find me, guys. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Jack, welcome to the platform. How are you? Yeah, good day, Sean. How you going, mate? That, uh, that last call, that was horrific. That is essentially um, I... one call that's everything I've heard from so many people since Saturday. Why do you think I'm still on this I... story? Mate, I tried to call earlier to, um, just to apologise to Kelly Gay and, um, just on behalf of the, the men in New Zealand. I mean, that, that was disgusting what went on up there in the weekend. Um, I've got a 14-year-old daughter, and, um, yeah, mate, it's, it's... We need to run it back. I mean, you, you sort of asked her and said, would you come back? Um, you know, the men in New Zealand need to get behind these women, and we need, they need to run it back. They need to be able to have their say. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And as far as that cop saying we're not here to protect you, um, mate, they're running around with rainbow flags on their cars. What does that tell you? Yeah. I get you. I get you, Jack. Yeah. It's, yeah. That's I'm, I'm furious, mate. I, I was wild on the weekend. I live in Tauranga. Otherwise, I would have been there. Um... But, mate, I'm, I'm brokeable. That, that last call for a cop to say that to a member of the New Zealand public, I am not here to protect you, what, what are you doing? What, that's your job, mate. That's what you signed up for. Forget all the bullshit. If they're in trouble, you protect them or get out of the job. With you on that, Jack, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Thank you, mate. Thank right, you for your call. Cheers. <laughs> Uh, Rubes, Rubes, welcome to the platform. G'day, mate. I like the way we're talking about fire in the belly and, you know, I was saying to Mike, Michael Laws yesterday, we've got to keep the fire in our bellies sort of thing until voting day, eh? We can't, when Chippy just says case closed and dismisses things that are said when the leader of this country is just so incompetent 
we have to really keep that fire in our bellies until voting day, eh? That's, that's what this is all about now, mate. And, and that's why, you know, it's nice to be able to talk to you. I'm sort of, I've been planning the last few years to do my own podcast, but in the meantime, I'm grateful to be able to, like many people, I'm sure, you know, be part of the resistance. So do you think it's woke capture, mate? I mean, this is an international thing. Oh, I, I think some interesting things are happening in the world. Another um, talk back station, I understand, went off the air today. Uh, well, and, there's, and there's great truth to the saying, go woke, go broke. Uh, I'm just trying to do my job. I feel lucky and privileged that increasing numbers of you are listening in and getting it. And we're just about telling the truth and having honest conversations, Rubes. I'm going to try and scrape up the buck. To, you know, because I'm solo father supporting three kids, and I'm, you know, this living crisis is a bugger. I'm sure you'd have more people. <laughs> three bucks a week, mate. Up. It's not that much. No, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it this week. So, did you, am I wrong? But have, have you seen police cars with rainbows on them? I'm yeah, sure yeah, they're all over the bloody place, mate. So that's what we're dealing with. So we're basically in a world. This is what I told my daughters, my kids, because I think all parents too should make sure that they're future proof. I said to my kids, if anyone tries to talk to you about biological yeah. sex and tries to tell you there's no such thing as a man and woman, yeah. you politely tell them that that's madness, yeah. that there's empirical knowledge yeah. that goes Well, Rubes, I think they leave the school and they, and they come home and they tell you that's the best thing, mate. Hey, mate, I'm no, sorry, I've got, a... I've got calls stacked up and I've only got so much time. Um, well, I've got get... something important to say, though. Okay, I've got something okay. really important to say. Say it. And I don't brush it off as conspiracy, because this is John yeah. Pilcher's type stuff, okay? Yeah. Because I already said... I quoted Oh, Rubes, you're taking a long time to say the one thing okay, you had to okay, say, so just say it. It's all profit-driven. It's all profit-driven. Okay, okay you've got to say that. Good on you. Uh, what's on with Karen Hay and Jim Moore at RNZ? I don't know. Someone says, today, if him gone, gone, good, what a load of BS that was. I never listened. I was busy doing our own thing, wasn't I? Uh, Rachel, welcome to the platform. Hi, Sean. How are you doing? Look, I don't want to take up too much of your time, um, but I just wanted to point out something that I think is interesting. Not surprising, but interesting. We're, we're a few days on from this incident that our legacy media whipped up into a frenzy and oh, it yeah. all backfired on them. And, you know. and now they don't want to talk about it, right? And exactly. I have been to every single one of them. I've been onto their websites yeah. and it's completely gone. Oh, it's no. gone silent. Well, one of them's now gone today. If them is gone, the whole station's gone. Yep. Yep. It's, it's all just gone dead because they don't want to admit the cock-up that they've made. It's totally backfired on them. And I know that over the last... I've been listening in over the last few days, and I know that over the last few days there have been so many people who've said, thank you for your platform, thank you for continuing the conversation. And I just want to add my voice to that because everybody else is going to stop talking about this. You're the only one who's had the balls to actually stand up and continue this conversation. And for that, you get a great round of thanks. So thank you very much for that, Sean. Buggy your thanks, Rachel. Send money. <laughs> I, I already do that. I'm already a platform plus. <laughs> All right. Well, I hope we get some... Uh, anyone who was still under the impression, Rachel, today that mainstream media offer you any choice or any freedom in speech, um, 
I think the demise of it's Today FM today, today has proved that, and I'm here, yeah. and you can listen in, and you're more than welcome, Good. is what I'm saying to those people um, who stay. Good. Stay there. Keep doing it. Thank you, Rachel. Cheers. 0800-33-2283 is the number to call. Text me on um, 5050, and I'm just not going to get to all the texts we've had today. Um, Sean, I was sitting on the fence about becoming a Platform Plus customer, but after the woke, incorrect coverage on this issue I signed up yesterday, bet the media would to love to know they are driving people to the so-called alt-media. Thanks, Max. We're not alt-media, we are new media. And I've been looking for a name. We are a new media company. And we are doing old-fashioned media in terms of what our values and editorial calls are. But we are new media. We're not alt, we're not right, we're not alt-right, we're not fringe. We are new media. And you better get used to us. Because we are here to stay. Um, what would have dragged down today, FM? Wokeness. The fact that they work for a rainbow tech organisation, that they re-educate their announcers and people aren't allowed to say what they think. Uh, people aren't allowed to say what they think. Jeremy, welcome to the platform. Good morning, Sean. How are you, mate? I'm great, mate. I'm good. 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 That, listen, that, uh, that caller, I think her name was Linda. Ellis. Linda, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was, that was truly shocking to listen to, mate. And I, I, I think that is an absolute indictment on the state of the police in this country. I, it, it, it was... I, as a, I guess, a keen follower of the culture war, not, I guess, totally shocked by hearing that story, but I guess uh, in, in little New Zealand, to see things explode as badly as they have, it, it, is, it is pretty shocking to watch. Right? I, I don't know if you remember, do you remember back in 2016-ish when um, Jordan Peterson had the, uh, the, the big pronoun debate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I interviewed him. I interviewed him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was that was when I became quite interested. I've always been, I guess, politically interested, but that was really when I got interested in the culture wars. Um, and I've been following it ever since very closely. I guess I listen to a pretty wide variety of people. Some of them you may or may not like, but it sort of helped me develop my views. And I guess the one thing I want to ask you is, I'm finding it very difficult to have conversations about what I've seen slowly taking place with family members and maybe some friends, although I guess... Uh, look, this is really fine. interesting, Jeremy, because I, I'm hearing this from a lot of people, and I'll be brutally frank, I have experienced this myself. But with me, probably, it, a, probably a little bit different because I'm, I have a profile on these issues, and I come from True. a family of argumentative drinkers. Um, <laughs> they're all good well, people. I, I love mean, them all. They're all very different. True, but at least there's a bit of spunk in your conversation. I think the problem is that, look, I, I don't know if you picked up from the, the accent on Aussie, but I, I live here, and yeah. I think there is a complacency in our two countries. Oh, I think there's been a fear, Jeremy. I think there's been a fear of cultural and social cancellation um, in this well, country. Well, I, I, 100%, look, there's conversations, my family, if, if I try and start a conversation about some things, I will not get a response. Yeah. I will not get a response. Now, a lot of my friends, um, they're sort of on my side and we have a lot of open conversations about it and it's, it's really, it's good and it's, at least I guess we have that. But they all say the same thing, mate. They, they, they have such a struggle having conversations about how they're seeing things play out broadly. And what I want to know is, 
how how can we tackle it so that we can i don't necessarily want to get them on side but it's just be able to have the conversation Jeremy, and, and i'll tell you and i have spent much of the recent years of my life probably the last decade dealing with and living in some ways the very issues you're talking about and here is where i got to personally and i think everyone's response to this has to be personal I decided that in my life, as a journalist and a broadcaster, which is kind of my DNA for whatever reason, that I was going to have to be true to myself. I was going to have to accept that I would lose jobs and lose money and lose friends if I just kept on speaking the truth as I saw it journalistically. And I've done that. And I've had some bloody low years in the last decade, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, yes. But you know what? I've been true to myself. And I've been true to the people I know, and that's and that's my personal response. The platform is a response to all of this, building this business. And I just have to believe, A, not that I'm perfect, not that I'm right all the time, that as long as I'm true to myself, I'm making a good difference. I don't know I how to, you know? Hey, mate, like, I, know, I know I'm not always right all the time, but I do want to have the conversation. I, I, just, I don't want to hold you up too much longer. One, one other thing I think related to that is people's general tiredness. You know, with my partner, um, she, she has a, a pretty hectic job, job, and I guess at the end of the day, she just wants to come home and sort of deflate. And I have to be very picky and choosy about the topics I bring up because I don't want to feel like I'm overloading. And I, I do think that's also part of it. It's not just a general ignorance or wanting to distance yourself from certain topics. It's people's just people are living their lives, you know, and working and dealing with families. And, you know, it's really difficult for someone who's very engaged in the culture and politics to be able to have a conversation, even with someone who you might be able to, but is just too damn tired to be bothered engaging at the end of the day. That's, I think that's another difficulty. Yeah. Hey, Jeremy, thank you for your call and thank you for listening Thanks, in. And, and, call, and then the other thing you can do is spread the word about the platform if you want this to improve, if you want do, mate. a better society. Thank you. Um, who will we go to? We'll go to uh, Graham. Graham, welcome to the platform. Good morning, Sean. How are you? I'm good, mate. Oh, that's good. Um, yeah, it's been a rough bit of a morning, hasn't it? Uh, that, that last lady's speaker is... Uh, Could you just get a bit closer to the phone, Graham? You're sounding a million miles away, sorry. buddy. Is that better? Yeah, way better. Thank you. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, she's opened a real can of worms, I think, with everything she said. Um, yeah. I, I'm not sure where it's all gone. There's obviously some... Um, something went seriously wrong. Some, the police did yeah. something seriously dodgy. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see who uh, who, who made that call. Um, the other thing I was going to say is listen to Mr Mitchell on the phone this morning and um, even he's being a bit shy, if you like, about what he says. I, I, yeah, I didn't him. think he really nailed it. I'd like to see, but no. National have got stuck in this, oh, we want to be moderate ground. Yeah, and that's, that worries me as well because yeah, it's, it's, he's normally quite outspoken and he was very cautious this morning, I thought. Yeah. Um, so what's that tell us? Yeah. Something's going very wrong everywhere, I think. Yeah. But, uh, maybe, maybe after this, it's something will come out of it. I don't know. But you just said something about a radio station. I'm not sure where yeah. you were going. Keep
Yeah, good day, Sean. Great program. I felt so sorry for that woman. Um, but she was telling the truth. You could hear it in her yeah, voice. Yeah, and that's the thing. And, and i got to say at the start, I thought, ah, oh, where are we going here? And actually, I was really pleased her voice got stronger and more confident as she went on. And she true, was. She true. was telling us the truth. My, my main uh, emotion this morning listening to that is anger. And I was at a family barbecue on the weekend. I've got three sons in their sort of early to mid-40s. Mm. And they had friends around one of their places. There was maybe eight or ten guys, all of a similar age. And as they discussed this on the weekend, the level of, of um, anger was amazing. You know, I think they've been getting more and more angry with things that the government are doing. But I think the level of anger simmering, in, particularly in that age group in society, is quite strong. And they all said if there was another thing like that, they would actually turn up to protect the women. And I suspect there would be some pretty, you know, bad things going on in reverse. And we don't want that to happen. But that's what this is creating. It's creating... Uh, a, a, a situation of violence which has been looked up by the bloody media and and stood back and watched by the police yeah i can't disagree with you ian i cannot disagree with you and we need to keep banging on on this story um and, and, well, we, I mean, will. I, and we will yeah, sorry i interrupt i mean i kept telling them well the way to fix it you've got an election in november Everybody needs to vote accordingly. Yeah. And of course, they don't want to wait till the, well, sorry, October. They don't want to wait. But I think that's simmering below. And I think this is sort of a trigger point. And hopefully, it's going to wake a lot of people up. Yeah. And uh, let's hope it does, Ian. Hey, I thank you for your call. I thank you for your, for your support and listening in. Do you realise our audience on the platform now has now grown by potentially 20 people? Because another competitor who had about 20 listeners has, um, has um, um, well, look, as individuals, uh, a shout out to all the individuals who worked uh, on that other, on Today FM. Um, I feel for you. I hope that MediaWorks takes care of you. They don't tend to be very good at that. And uh, there are some of you there I know. Um, give me a ring. My door is always open. And the phone's on the hook, guys. That's what I'm saying to you. Liv, Liv, welcome to the platform. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Great. How can I help? I just wanted to really say that I really, really love your show and I support everything you say. And as a woman, um, it's a really scary um, world that we're living in. I think blokes and, are scared um, too, Lynn. To be honest, I think we're all a bit scared or worried. Yes, and, um, you know, um, using poetry to um, criticise um, Pākehā, one of the bare word, is just so wrong. And I don't know what's going on in this country, but um, the man before you was right. think that a, a lot of good, hard-working New Zealanders they they go to work, they pay their taxes, they're law-abiding citizens, and um, with the, uh, you know, the frontline media doing what they do, even my mum, who's like 80, it's really hard for me to convince her what's going on because she, she only listens to the news on TV1, and so she, she 
you know, because she doesn't hear about this, she finds it hard to believe. Yeah. And I don't know what to do. Yeah. Because it's a really big concern, and, and I do believe that we do need to be really um, positive in who we vote for this election. Good on you, Liv, and I thank you very much for your call and your support. It means a lot to me. Thank you, Sean. Oh, and I, I joined up as well. Good on you. Thanks a lot. Every little bit helps. Every little bit helps. Terry, welcome. Yeah, hey, Glenn, how you going, mate? I'm good, mate. Um, so I was there at uh, Albert Park, right? Yeah. Um, and I went there... Uh, I won't mention the party that I was supporting, but I was wearing their hat and carrying their sign, right? Yeah. Um, and I had a Martin, I had a Martin Luther King T-shirt on. Yeah. About you know unity and stuff. Yeah. And I went to get into the rotunda just before she turned up, and I got shoved and spat at. I hadn't even got to the rotunda, so I thought this is a bit <laughs> dangerous. So I backed off. Um, and I had because there was like two thousand people. So yeah. only what a party of were you supporting, that, Terry? Um, the free speech one, mate, the Democracy and Z guys. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, Matt King's right. outfit, yep. Um, and I had a huge range of conversations, including press, but I had dialogue with quite a few of those people um, yeah. and then abuse from them. So they weren't all crazy. Uh, and we even shook hands because we went, well, I went there to my personal side to show that we don't support violence. But we supported the freedom for everybody to have a voice, right? Yeah. Um, and being able to have a conversation and shake their hands and get their viewpoints and provide mine just showed us what you do with your free speech, right? It's not having one side oppressed or the other. It's actually entertaining the thoughts of each other because only together can we make the world a better place. And I think that woman showing how scared she is now of the police is a reflection on where we are as a country. Yeah. Look, well okay, said. I just wanted to... Yeah, well said, Terry. And uh, thank you for calling and thank you for listening and supporting yeah. the platform. Well, what a morning. What a momentous morning. Thank you, Posey Parker, Kelly J. King, Mitchell. Thank you for giving us, well, 45 minutes of your time. We will get that up on replay and everything else. Thank you, Linda, for telling your amazing and disturbing story of what happened at Albert Park on Saturday. Uh, thank you to all of you who have called in. And I do really want to say to my former colleagues and still friends at Today FM, I hope you're OK. Um, and I think of you on a personal sense and give us a ring if you want some support. Um, and it has been a hell of a week. I also want to say, do, there is a place where you can have open line, non-woke talk back. Um, it's called The Platform, and here it is. You can download the app, and you can come up, become a Platform Plus uh, supporter. And we will always, we will always support free speech and everyone's rights to speech and debate. I also want to thank the two sides of the co-governance debate who appeared this morning. It was a start, people. It was a start towards better conversations, and that is what we are all about. Uh, thanks, Ben. What a morning we've had, mate, and yesterday. It's been a hell of a week. You've done a great job. Thank you very much indeed, and indeed the entire team at the platform. TGIF tomorrow is Friday. Thank goodness for that. We've got uh, Free Speech Fridays.
and lots more for you to listen to. Thank you for your continued support. Uh, Michael Laws is uh, going to be with us after the news coming up right now at 10 o'clock. This update, a new crossing of Auckland's Waitamata Harbour to unclog the city and future-proof its transport network. Transport Minister Michael Woods brought forward the construction time frame for an alternative crossing and outlined five options for the project. Political editor Jason Walls has more. All options include cycling and road access across the Waitamata, as well as light rail connections to the city. The main difference in the scenarios is whether the crossing will be a tunnel, a bridge or a combination. And that decision will be made in June this year. Previously, the government had said construction will start in the 2030s, but Wood confirmed this morning that's being brought forward to 2029. Chris Hipkins has also been delivering a speech to the Auckland Business Chamber. Mackenzie Jennings has been with him. She says the Prime Minister made no mention of the unfolding Stuart Nash scandal, instead making jokes about his former political rival, who's now the Chamber's chief executive. The Prime Minister has opened his speech by acknowledging Simon Bridges in the audience, joking that he looks a lot more relaxed now he's not in politics. Meanwhile, a second bridge is also top of mind for those in Ashburton. The District Council needs to find $113.6 million to fund the bridge between Ashburton and Tinwald. But Neil Brown is optimistic following a meeting with Transport Minister Michael Wood despite pressure on the National Land Transport Programme following Cyclone Gabrielle. He says the bridge is a necessity, especially following major flooding which closed the State Highway 1 bridge in July 2021 and they will find a way to fund it. Almost 2,000 Community Department of Corrections workers have voted to hold three two-hour strikes next month. During the strikes, electronic monitoring won't be monitored, corrections residential facilities will be unstaffed, courts won't have corrections representatives, and community work and prison programs won't operate. That's news. News on the platform. Sport on the platform. In sport, Indonesia has been stripped of hosting the men's under-20 football World Cup amid turmoil over Israel's participation. The tournament is scheduled to start on May 20. Israel were attending their maiden edition, but that provoked opposition this month. Indonesia is the world's most populous Muslim-majority nation and doesn't have formal diplomatic relations with Israel. They publicly support the Palestinian cause. British swimmer Adam Petey has stepped away from competing due to concerns for his mental health. The three-time Olympic champion cited burnout. He confirmed his withdrawal from next month's British Championships to present what he hopes is the best chance of success at next year's Paris Olympics. And New Zealand's men's and women's 3x3 basketballers have made an unbeaten start to the Asia Cup in Singapore. That's sport. I'm Malcolm Jordan. Weather on the platform brought to you by Climate Change. A frosty start to the morning this morning. It was minus three where I was. So, yes. Um, but it's going to be a fine day for much of the country today. Um, and it has been a very cold start to the day for most of the south. Um, the short forecast for New Zealand, Northland to Taranaki, including Tomranui and Taupo, Coromandel, Bay of Plenty and Gisborne, fine.
Well, there might be some isolated showers possible for Gisborne, but um, otherwise fine. But I happy to Wellington, also the Hawke's Bay. Showers, isolated for Capity and Hawke's Bay, clearing north of Napier this afternoon. Those southwesterly gales are hanging around. Severe gale, gusting to 100 kilometres an hour in exposed places, easing in the afternoon. Wow. Why, Rapper? Uh, rain, southwesterly gales, again, gusting to 120k in exposed places, evening this evening. Is it really? Oh, well, there you go. The Kaikoura coast and the ranges, Canterbury, North Otago, Dunedin, a few showers will clear, clear south of Ashburton later this morning, but otherwise, isn't that fine? And for the remainder of the South Island, fine with morning frost and shelter places. Yeah, there would have been a bit of route there around this morning. And the Chatham Islands, just the same constant refrain. Does anybody smile there? Because they've got showers, then rain from the evening with thunderstorms possible. Do you know, I must read a derivation of that from the Chatham Islands every day. Um, it is new sport and weather. That is it to four minutes past ten. Michael Laws, Uncensored. New Zealand. Um, actually, I've just got all my stuff somewhere else. It is Thursday. I've just got it behind me, actually. It is Thursday. It is the 30th of March. Um, and wow. <laughs> just when you think the week couldn't get more exciting. Um, just when you think the week could not get more exciting, um, it has. So... Um, on Saturday, we had, um, well, what an amazing last five days. We had um, Posey Parker and the Shamambles. The I was going to say shenanigans, shambles. The shenanamambles um, that happened uh, up on the, uh, in Auckland at the Domain uh, with that particular event. The repercussions of which are going to be felt for a long, 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 long time. It's really fascinating how just one event can crystallise the mood. I remember in 1981 during the Springbok tour, and it was all going so well in some ways. The Springboks had arrived in New Zealand. Um, there were protests. They were orderly. They were... Um, in many cases silent, very impressive to watch literally thousands of New Zealanders march down the main streets of our major centres and provincial cities uh, in silence at protest at the tour. Um, and, and there was a generally, you could say, a, a, an informed and rational debate and discussion um, by all parties. And then one Saturday afternoon, a group of protesters tore down the outer rails at Rugby Park at Hamilton. I think it was for the second game. Uh, the Springboks were to play against Waikato, and at that point, the country um, and, I, and, and nothing was right at all for the rest of that year. It was just one event. Um, it was uh, up until that point in time, there had been an acceptance by both sides of that debate, and New Zealand was riven on that issue. As much a cultural war at that time as anything that we are witnessing now, um, and, and pretty evenly divided, I might add, at that time too. But New Zealand had conducted itself in a pretty rational, calm, measured way. 
And then that one event on that one afternoon, and suddenly it was arm camps from then on, right throughout the Springbok tour, after the Springboks had left New Zealand, heading into the 1981 election.